everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Welcome. I am so glad that you're here. On this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to a greater calling in your life, to live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. And as you know, sometimes on this podcast, I have a guest who I interview and sometimes it's just me. Well, today is a special treat because I have two people on and they're a married couple actually. So this is the first time that I've had two people on at the same time. Their names are Kathy and Noble Gibbons, and their company is EQ for Entrepreneurs. So they are here to talk about EQ. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you may have heard it called emotional intelligence. Here's a short bio. They said, after 20 years of being in business, we were all too familiar with the entrepreneur's emotional roller coaster. It wasn't until we learned about this thing called emotional intelligence or EQ that we were finally able to get off the roller coaster, get out of our own way and get the freedom we needed to move forward. Now we share those strategies and breakthroughs on our podcast, EQ for Entrepreneurs, to help entrepreneurs navigate the emotional journey of building a business. So you know I'm all for this. I love my entrepreneurs and my business owners and my visionaries. And so I know that you'll enjoy this conversation. And this conversation is great for all of us. This helps in our personal life and in our business life. You are going to love Noble and Kathy. And I know you can't see us on video, but we were on Zoom during this conversation and it was a lot of fun. There was so much energy and excitement around what we were talking about and just getting to know each other. And so I can't wait for you to listen in. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Kathy and Noble Gibbons. Enjoy. Super Sue, this is awesome. You guys are here. Okay. So to get started, would you guys just, I don't know who's, who's going to talk. Should I call on you guys separately? This is my first time having two people on. No, we flow. We, <laughs> we flow. Yeah, we'll totally flow. We're, just, we're, you just ask a question and one okay. of us, we, we do this all the time. So yeah, we're, we're each other awesome. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I would love to just hear a little bit about your story, kind of what you do and how you got to this point. <laughs> I know that's a lot, but. No, so we're Noble and Kathy, and um, we have been, we just celebrate our 24th wedding anniversary. What, what? That's a big accomplishment in these days. Um, But we've also been business owners for 23 years. So um, it's been really interesting. We've been, over the course of these decades, we have been involved in or part of 10 different business startups. So we have um, had a lot of things and um, some of them have gone really well. Some of them have been massive failures. And that's just, you know, that's just kind of how you learn. It's the, you know, the entrepreneur roller coaster. My background's military. I, I went to West Point and then was in the 82nd Airborne Division, used to jump out of airplanes. And in, in there, we started, you know, we, we ran into another guy who's a West Point guy background, started in the network marketing space. And then from the network marketing space, that kind of gave us a, a taste of kind of business and stuff and an and a, and a interested business and a lot of personal growth, personal development stuff, professional development stuff. And from there, we started to just started. I'm, I call myself an entrepreneur evangelist. <laughs> I, I, I love I love entrepreneurship. So like like Kathy said, you know, we've been a part of you know over ten different startups, and 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 you know, I tell people too that you know failure. I call it professor failure, right? That's that's as an entrepreneur, like that's how we that's that is that is part of the education process. Yes. And in our house, 
we celebrate it. We, we homeschool with uh, classical conversations and our kids 12 and almost not quite every day, but it was every day for a handful of years there. But almost every day, you know, I ask her, hey, Amor, how did you how did you fail today? And if she can't give me an answer, then we, we go and fail at something because I want to give her a completely different frame of reference than I did in the public school world. Right. Where an F, you know, is, is like, hey, stop the press or grounded, you know, work on your math for the next week, whatever. <laughs> Right. And, and, and us, no, we celebrate Fs. We celebrate failure. We celebrate that stuff because as an entrepreneur, again, that's, you know, fail forward frequently, you know? So anyway, that's. Yeah. That's I love, I love that. There's no such thing as failure, right? It's just learning. It's just yeah, learning. And right. I think a lot of times when I'm coaching people, they're afraid to try something because they're afraid that they'll quote fail, but Action brings clarity, right? It's almost like we're sitting around waiting for it to become really clear and everything to be perfectly laid out and then we'll begin, but that's not the way it goes. No, no I, tell, I, I say it all the time that <laughs> entrepreneurship is like, is like jumping out of the plane and then building your parachute on the, on way, the way down. down. Yes. <laughs> right. yes. What you want to, you want to say about how we got into the whole EQ yeah, space? So we had success in business early on yeah, by the time we were in our late 20s, early 30s. Both of us were able to be full-time entrepreneurs, so we didn't have to have the, we weren't doing the side, our side hustle had become the main hustle, right? And we were able to do that, but <laughs> but we ran into, oh, you know, man. what I call the, our, 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 the glass ceiling, um, yeah. the glass ceiling of us, the glass ceiling of, um, we're at our max capacity for what we could do. And we went into what we lovingly, <laughs> is it lovingly now? I don't think it's lovingly. Yet. What we, what we call, let's just say we call it um, the hell phase <laughs> because what had happened is we had just got so caught up in the hustle, right? The hustle, the grind, the hustle, the grind, just yes. work, work, work. And we had no skills for tempering that. And so um, we, we, we crashed and burned, completely crashed and burned. He went into a, a depression. He went into this funk that lasted for years, mm. lasted for years. Yeah. It, it, um, and, 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 and again, so when we're jumping into the whole emotional intelligence, emotional health space, you know, I had no, I had no self-awareness and no other's awareness. I was an emotional three-year-old basically where I knew how to work really hard. Man, I could, I could, you know, crazy work ethic, but just, you know, I was raised as a stuffer to, to I, I could probably get two PhDs in stuffing and avoiding emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I could make millions on those books, yeah. um, but those of course are not the kind of books I want to be known for. And so just in, in my family, in my, in my upbringing, you know, we had no, there was zero conflict resolution. There was zero, and I, you know, love my folks and stuff like that, very thankful, but just no emotional coping mechanisms. We, we never discussed emotions and feelings ever, ever in my, ever. And so, you know, so how does that look as an adult? Now you've got, you know, a 25-year-old that's, that's an emotional three-year-old and a 30-year-old that's an emotional three-year-old and a 40-year-old that's an emotional three-year-old, right? Until you begin intentionally working on this. And what's been interesting is, there, there, and, and what's crazy, you know, again, two decades as entrepreneurs, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that have low EQs and a lot of entrepreneurs are successful because of their emotional unhealthiness, Yeah, which is, right. I was thinking when I was learning about what you guys do, I was so excited to talk about this because we've just been deep in our life group into the, um, Enneagram, the Enneagram. Okay. Yes. So what are you on the Enneagram? 
Noble. So we we have not done the Enneagram, oh. but we're but we're but we're big, in, but we know we're aware of it. Yeah. But we're big into the personalities. We've been studying yeah. personalities. Okay. And so like ENFP kind of thing, like Myers Briggs and all of that. Because what I want to know about EQ is you mentioned your childhood. And so that's so interesting to me. Like all of those things are going to play into our EQ. EQ feels different than these other things because we can improve our EQ. They're not, it's not 100%. like a set thing, right? That's right. correct. So I want to talk that's about right. that. Yes, 100%. Yes. So just like what you're saying. So our, our so let me just say what EQ is because we just yes, kind of launched please. into that. So EQ um, means emotional quotient. Another and maybe more popular way of saying it is emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, it's starting to be talked about more and more now, but it's being really the places that it's being talked about is corporate in the corporate, in the job world, right? Yeah. They're bringing in trainers. They're bringing in people who are teaching EQ because they're like, we're starting, they're starting to realize that, um, you know, Hark, the people side of things matters. And that's kind of the crux of the people thing is, is the emotions behind it. So emotional intelligence is very different than IQ. It's okay. different than our personalities. Those things are just kind of innate. Those are in us. Um, our IQ kind of is what it is and it's not going to change a whole lot. Maybe you could change a few things, but not a whole lot. Same thing with our personality. As you know, what what your personality is is what it is right and sometimes there's things that could affect that a little bit but your basic you know it basically doesn't change a whole lot over the course of your lifetime emotional intelligence is very different because emotional intelligence can change uh significantly if it's one of those things that it's a skill that you can learn it's a skill that can be developed and it's a skill that compounds on itself so as you start to learn it it grows and it changes and your capacity to have this emotional intelligence grows and changes. And it affects not just your business. I mean, it affects your business in a huge way, but it affects every, it's like, it's like the, the roots and the tentacles of it start affecting in really positive ways, every other part of your life. Like there've been things that we've worked on our EQ specifically for our business, for something in our business. But then we realized, wait a minute, it's affecting this over here for the positive and it's showing up in our relationship and it's showing up in our parenting and you know it's showing up in all these different areas in a good way oh that's awesome so i have a question about how you discovered eq in the first place so you're in this kind of crash and burn yeah. phase you've hustled yourself into you know not a great space it did somebody like a therapist or somebody say to you let's talk about this or like how did you find eq yeah, yeah no that's great good question. so for, so my my two years of of, of intense hell phase, uh, then you know we we had a business coach who recommended hey go, he he talked to his pastor and he recommended we we check out a spiritual counseling so that we went, we attended this spiritual counseling program called uh, Restore the Foundations RTF Restore the Foundations it was phenomenal but again that was the spiritual side it wasn't any EQ side and and. And so, so again, that, that did, that did help some, some stuff for sure. Um, and we're Christians, right? That's our particular background, you know? Uh, and so, but then, so, so, but again, none of the emotional stuff is still touched yet. So, right. and, and here's the analogy I use in our podcast a lot is initially when you start getting emotional injuries in your childhood, because it all starts in childhood, and, and you know, another thing we say a lot is you no one leaves their childhood unscathed, right? I, <laughs> that is for does. sure. That's the even, truth. Even right? the most amazing, you know, parents on the planet, like still 
there are going to be there's going to be some emotional baggage that because life it's just life yeah yeah that's exactly you know covid right or whatever the, the yeah. case may be yeah. right we're all impacted differently and so and so we so initially those when you get those little initial emotional injuries I, you know, I, I make the analogy, it's like a cute little furry monkey when, you know, it's nice and cute and furry. But then when you get a guy like me, who, who my whole life, I've known nothing other than stuffing and avoiding that cute furry monkey, you know, do, when I, when I stuff and, and I avoid for a decade and then two decades and then three decades and then four decades, that, that cute furry monkey is now an 800 pound gorilla, right? Yeah. It's, it's King Kong. And so now and, and, and so it was great. Like I, and I was in the infantry too, the airborne, I was airborne ranger and all this stuff in the military. And so if you had mentioned to me when I was, you know, this is many years ago, but Hey, let's work on your feelings and emotions. I, I thought, <laughs> right. I would have thought you're cussing at me. Like what? Don't, what does that mean? don't, that's like for, you know, I don't want to talk about this one, you know, this stuff, mm -hmm. cause it doesn't affect, you know, me, you know, my skills and stuff, tactics yeah. and stuff. And so here's what happened. So boom, we'd been married at the time. So we're, what are we, so 24? 24. So maybe, maybe you're 18, 19, somewhere there, maybe 20. I, I there were, there were a couple times when we had an intense family fellowship. That's what I call it. <laughs> right. Hey, that's our term for, uh, we were fighting. <laughs> we get it sounds it. so much better to say. You guys should write a book with these terms you've come up with for the different. <laughs> seriously. I like, seriously. Yeah. We have a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened was I started to yell at Kathy. And, and I've never, I'd never done that before. Right. So just out of nowhere, just to, you know, would get these triggers and boom, I immediately go Hulk mode or mm -hmm. King Kong mode yeah. out of nowhere. And so, and Kathy has some pretty good boundaries that she's learned through her life and stuff. Me, that's the, that boundaries, a whole nother conversation, but I didn't know anything about boundaries. Right. So, right. so anyway, so, so boom. So I yelled at her probably a good three times in like maybe a week or two and her love language is is uh is communication right it's, it's quality time mm. but the dialect is communication mm. and we are the most sensitive in the area of our love language and for her again it's quality time again as you know in communication and so for me to yell like she's like dude so 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 after the third time she's like check this out number one you're never going to do this again yeah. and number two you've never done this before Number three, something's up, dude. You need help. And I was like, and you know, and so I thought about it like, man, you're right. You know, I, I have no idea why I'm, you know, because this is not how I normally roll. It was so out of character. Yeah. And, and I don't think that we, you know, that you figure this out always because you have, like, it was almost a, 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 a like a, a switch had been flipped in him. I don't think it always happens for people that dramatically, but that was just kind of how it had happened for him. I was like, what? Like, who are you? I don't even recognize you. Um, like it had gotten that extreme. And, that and here's another money quote that I say all the time. Pain that is not transformed will be transferred. That's right. Pain that will Amen. not, that's not transformed will be transferred. And it's so hurt here's people all hurt pain. people, right? You know how they say that? People hurt that's people. A, that's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. And are easily hurt by people. And so here's this, the, all these injuries that I've got building up, building up, building up, building up. And finally, that gorilla got to a certain size that I could no longer control anymore. So, so now here I am in my late thirties, early forties, and I'm, I'm yelling at my wife. And so boom, she's like, dude, you know, and so, so, and, and you know, we had, we were having marriage issues, all kinds of, you know, stuff. And so I'm like, look, okay, let's, let's do some counseling. Let's go to counseling. 
and let's see what's going on. So we went to this counseling and it was, that was it. It was life changing, game changer. We got this guy who introduced this whole concept of feelings and emotions. And we were both, both Kathy and I, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of at the end of our ropes, respective ropes. And as soon as he introduced this whole concept, like, dude, you, you got a, like, you got a truckload of emotional issues that you have never dealt with in your entire life. And like, I am not surprised that you're sitting in my seat, you know, my office right now. And, and that began the whole journey of peeling the onion back. And yeah. it's been, it's been life changing. Like the, the number of areas that are, you know, I'll just speak for myself has, it's impacted my faith. It's impacted my, my business stuff. It's impacted my marriage, my parent, like every area, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's impacted. I love it because I mean, what you're explaining is the way that things kind of pile up over years, right? And there's this cumulative effect and then you blow up. But what's really cool is at the beginning, you were talking about EQ, like as you start to learn to be strong, have a stronger or a higher EQ, that also accumulates and builds up and you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Yes. So um, that's really exciting to me. So what we talked about kind of the childhood and that's what can kind of help form maybe a lower EQ if you've just, if you're stuffing and you didn't talk about it, but what can help you now? So say you're in your forties and you're like, okay, now I need to kind of start from scratch. Cause I've never talked about this stuff before. Yeah. What okay. are things you do? Okay. So let me, let me say this, for, you know, for, for those folks who may have a, a faith background yeah. that love Jesus and stuff. So here's something that, that, that man, that God body slammed me on. It was super dope because when, when he did this, because I, you know, I had, I just, for me, I've been a hardcore Bible thumper my whole, you know, big part of my life. And, and so this, this whole journey, you know, so my, my, my two years of, of intense funk and then really turned into a decade of not as intense funk, but still kind of a, a funk. I became the Christian that I used to despise. So I really, you know, kind of growing up, you could like, I was like a Pharisee or Sadducee, right? Oh I was, yeah very legalistic, uh, like hardcore, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so again, EQ, super low. Right. And so after, you know, so God allowed me to go through this, this hell phase and stuff and, or the, you know, desert phase. And what, what he, he shared with me that was super freeing was, dude, you can't pray your way out of a low EQ. Okay. Thank you for that. Because here's the thing too, we can't pray our way out of like I suffered from anxiety for a long time and sometimes I think Christians can make you feel like it's because you're not faithful enough or you're not holy enough or you're, you're not, not praying enough you're not yeah. doing it right. right and it's like no it's yeah. just hard and I need something else so I'm glad that you said that because I had a note too about um bringing that up because I think that sometimes in Christianity it's almost like okay well once you get saved or you start walking with the Lord or however you want to say it, you feel like you should just be fine. Like all of a sudden you're going to know everything and you're going to be this person who has a high EQ and you're, you're able to like handle all these things, but it's not like that. It's not yeah, like that. That's right. You can't, you can't out faith a low EQ. Right. A five-year-old can't pray and ask Jesus, Jesus, help me to be a 10 year old. It doesn't right. work that way. It right. does. It, so the same thing emotionally like you've got to go through the steps, the intentional steps of, of growing your emotional health and fitness, or you will just be a 30 year old, five year old or, and here's the other thing too. The thing that impacts our faith it, again is our, 
is 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 how we view God and how does our how do we view God? Where does that guess what? That's impacted by our emotional right. health and fitness, right? And so um, that was just something that was now here's so what is the relationship? And I've been on this journey now for very intense for a few years now. It's it's two sides to the same coin, right? So it's it, you know you 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 you've got your faith, but on the other side you have to be working on your EQ as well. And, and again, I am the poster child for this how my faith has absolutely been limited excuse me, due to my self-sabotage, due to my unworthiness, due to my yeah. self-condemnation, due to my self-hatred because of where my EQ was. And, you know, and no doubt I was praying and man, I was reading the Bible fast and all the Christian stuff I'm supposed to do. And none of it was working because of my stories, because of, of where I was at emotionally. And all, I wasn't I had no idea how to process my emotions and feelings. I didn't know how to identify them. I didn't I didn't know how to manage them, right? All these different areas. And so, but, and here's the thing, and I think a lot of Christians too, and again, I was perfect about this, masters at guilt tripping, right? Master guilt trippers. Well, I can, I, you want to go on a trip, girl, I can, we can roll on guilt trip like city because master at it, right? And so after literally five or eight years of beating myself up, I'm terrible, God's not happy with me. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, obedient. I'm sinning and our sin separates us from God, right? That's the, the, you know, how, how, how we can, how, you know, in, in Matthew four, one through 11, two out of the, or let's see, at least let's see, one or two out of the three times that Satan tempted Jesus, Satan perverted scripture, right? And so how many times did I pervert scripture? Oh, yeah. oh my sin separates me from God. God's upset at me. Right. Yeah. And finally, after five or eight years, somehow God finally, you know, broke through all the, the fog and said, dude, how is this, like, how, how is this mindset and your guilt helping you get closer to me? Like this past eight years of you beating yourself up, beating yourself up, like, are you closer to me? How's or that you working first, for you? How's that right? working for you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, how is it getting you closer to my will for, 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 for your life? How is it getting you closer to me, a relationship with me? And of course it's this, right? I'm, I'm strong arming him the whole time then I'm beating myself up because like I'm not worthy and I don't deserve God and you know, right, all this stuff. And so, man, my, this emotional growth journey has been the single greatest impact in every area of my life. My faith, family, fitness, business, all that stuff. Um, well, I love crazy. talking to you about this because it's really, um, it kind of gives me a little bit more like um, language around kind of what I do. Cause sometimes I struggle with like, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm also really into like personal development stuff. Like I'm really into like habits and thoughts and mindset and all of that. And sometimes people are like, you kind of have to be like one or the other. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like it's all of it. Yes. And that's what I think makes me different as a coach too is yes, I have that Christian perspective, but I've also like, if you guys could see my walls here, which you guys can see some of them, but there's like book after book I've every like, coach, every personal development person, even all the like new age people. Like, I feel like I've read everything because I'm interested in like learning also, like not just, I, I love God and all he's done for me. And that's great, but I still need to like get up off the couch. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know, like I still need to have a plan. I need to have a strategy. I need to think like not to hustle my way into something that's not his will, Obviously, it's about the unforced rhythm of grace, and that's kind of like the big idea in my life. But there's also like things that he is 
given me opportunities that I need to like in a business sense, take advantage of and work yeah. for and do all of that. You need to show up. You need to yes. show up. And sometimes without that EQ, we don't even know how to show up. We kind of hide behind our faith. Like I've got it. It's all good. But it's like, actually there's this other whole, this other space we should be looking at. So anyway, oh, I'm glad yes. you said that. No, big time. Because I mean, God made us body, soul, spirit. He gave us a mind. He gave us emotions. And, you know, we, for us, we feel like, um, emotional intelligence is one of the legs on the personal development table, holding it up. Right. Cause we're just like you, we actually have two libraries in our house. He's got his <laughs> and I have mine and, um, we've read all the books and it wasn't until we got the emotional part of it that the rest of it kind of fit together. And I, and I, one of the things that I, that I thought, um, I, I need to just pause and do real quickly just for the listeners. Let me define emotional intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even defined what it is. Yeah. I feel like we probably need to do that. Um, in its very simplest form, the easiest way to say it is emotional intelligence is the ability to use your emotions to work for you rather than against you. Um, that's probably the simplest way to say it. Now, typically emotional intelligence is taught in four different quadrants, so to speak. There's four different things. So quadrant number one is self-awareness. So this is when you're learning to be aware of yourself. You're learning to recognize your own feelings and emotions as they're happening. You're learning to give the names for them. Would you like, it's really, um, amazing. I don't know. It's amazing on one hand, maybe not on the other hand, cause we're not taught this. Most people cannot name their emotions beyond happy, sad, excited, angry. Most of them don't even have words. They don't have the words to name what the emotion is that they're feeling. Yeah. So, so self-awareness, it starts there. It starts with self-awareness. Next becomes self-management. Okay. So now that you know what you're feeling, how are you going to behave? right? How are you going to show up? How are you going to react to those feelings and emotions? How are you, it has everything to do with your own behavior. This, this is looking at um, why you're self-sabotaging or why you're punching a hole through the wall when you get angry, right? All those things. And so it's learning how to now manage your own self in light of these feelings and emotions that you have awareness of. Quadrant number three is social awareness. So now it's being able to look at other people around you and say, oh, look at Sue. I think this is what Sue is feeling. And it's being able to have that empathy and to say, um, okay, this person is angry right now. This person is excited. I said that and I saw something go across their face. Maybe they're confused, right? Being able to walk into a room and read the group dynamics of what's happening and how people are feeling. So it's really developing others' awareness and the awareness of this is what's going on in this other person and being able to name that and see that. And finally, the fourth one is relationship management. So now, okay, so now using what you're seeing in the other person, how are you interacting in that relationship? And how are you showing up now? How are you exercising empathy? Or how are you handling conflict? This is where um, conflict comes in, conflict management. Um, how are you in a business? This is how are you relating to your audience, right? Does your audience, you know, we use this quote, your audience doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if they don't feel like you get them, they're not going to follow you, right? And so it ha this has everything to do 
with business. If we can't put ourselves in our audience's shoes and they can feel that we can do that, they're going to find somebody else who can, right? Yeah. So, so those are the things that wrap up um, emotional intelligence and what that yeah. looks like. And of course, there's a lot that goes into it, how you manage stress, right? How, how you're showing up for your family, how all of these things, how you're managing your time and all of those stems from those four quadrants of emotional intelligence. So thank you for um, defining that because I think that's really going to help people. And I, there's so many things going through my mind. One of them is that social awareness, that number three that you talked about when you can walk into a room and read a room or you can tell what someone else is thinking. I think this is kind of an interesting one because I believe that that just cause I've seen it in my own kids. Um, I think that that's kind of sometimes something you're, you are good or you're not good at. So I'm, I'm interested to hear if that's something that you can improve as you learn more about yourself. Maybe that improves, but I have a daughter who doesn't really have, um, she has a hard time connecting emotionally. She has some stuff. And so we've worked on this, but it's still really, really hard for her, to, and she's 22, to read a room or even to maybe empathize with um, your feelings at the moment, right? So I wonder if that one struck out to me as like, oh, how can we improve that? Because that's exciting to me to think if that's possible. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. There are a couple exercises that are fun. Uh, one, one, one exercise is, when you guys are watching, maybe you're doing a family movie night or you know watching a movie or whatever, is is pause it at you know throughout the, the the movie and and go around and say okay how do you think the main actor is feeling? Well, how do you think the main actor is feeling? Right, being able to 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 you know we view the world through our personality, through our emotional health and fitness, through our grid, and so we say oh well obviously that person's angry. Well, can't be like. No, they're hurting. They're not angry. They're hurting, right? Like, no, they're frustrated. Wait, what? Right? You know, so it begins some really good dialogue. The, the next thing that's really fun to do is, is now watch it without the sound and do the same exercise. Oh, I you, love that. Yeah, to see if we can read the body language. You guys should do, and maybe you're already doing this. Do you do like parenting stuff? Like where you help? <laughs> we totally need to, yeah. <laughs> it's like so helpful to know, because like you said, it all starts in childhood and none of us are going to come out unscathed. But as parents, you know, we all have great intentions. We don't want to like intentionally hurt our children. Um, but we ha also have to work on our EQ. And if we're not working on our EQ, they're just receiving what we're still, you know, I remember I read this quote once that said, it's easier for a child to grow up if their parents have done so first. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. But I think parenting would be such a great arena for this because you'd be teaching the parents and the kids at the same time, but giving tools like that, that's an incredible tool to watch a movie and stop it and say, how do you think this person is? And, and now you see why we say when somebody starts working on this, the tentacles reach every area of their life. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Here's a, here's another fun one to do. It's kind of an, a, a, another version of that, of that exercise. The second exercise is stick a stick maybe one or two cameras in your kitchen when you're doing like dinner time or breakfast or lunch and you guys are all in the same room together is is do do a couple different recordings so you can kind of have a couple views where you can see people's faces and stuff and then now everyone sit around and, and play that video back and watch each other's nonverbals and see if you can pick out what each family member is feeling yeah. Okay, so that's one, that's, that's exercise two. Then exercise three with that one is now do it with the sound off again. 
and now see oh my gosh, that's, how are your nonverbals, right? Well, because what that also does is that also helps you develop not just others' awareness, but self-awareness. Because if the whole family's like, well, you look really angry, and you're sitting there thinking, I actually wasn't angry at all. Yeah. Now there's some self-awareness. Oh my goodness, I am sending off signals or the expression on my face or something <laughs> is telling the people around me I'm angry. Maybe I need to work on that a little bit. So it helps develop. Oh. That's it feels awesome. a little scary, right? To video yep. <laughs> your whole family and be like, oh, like this is us for real, you know? Yeah. Yes. So, so let me give you two things on that. So number one is a tool that will help. If you is a, a feelings word list, and there's a whole bunch of them. If you just Google feelings word list, you can find sometimes they look like circles. Sometimes they're just lists where it just names yeah. Feelings. Yeah. Yes. We actually, when we started working on this, we printed one off and stuck it on the refrigerator because we realized we have to get the vocabulary. You can't talk about something if you don't have the vocabulary for right. it first. So we printed that off and, um, and we, you know, we put that up and we used it. And, and, here, and here's why this is how, this is how, how weak sauce I was. Sue. there, there was again, was, you know, three years ago, kind of when we were just, just starting to work on this, just barely, <laughs> I was sitting on, on the couch and having this conversation with Kathy and there's another couple in the room and out of nowhere, I start getting, I started crying out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's, that's not necessarily my typical MO. And so Kathy's like, Hey dude, like, what are you feeling? I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm feeling. And she's like, okay, well let's, let's start with this. Are you happy or sad? <laughs> right? right. I mean, literally it was, it was that basic, uh, that yeah. basic, and and Sue, this was my answer. I said, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't even tell if I was if I, I was happy or sad. I didn't I didn't even know how to how to process that emotion or even why I was getting emotional. So hence the that word that emotional word list, so I could start building my mental file for for this whole world of emotions, language mm -hmm. of emotions. Well, and in the past, it sounds like you would have just felt that and stuffed that and tried to move on to keep busy, right? Keep busy 100%. or maybe have a drink or whatever it is that we're doing to avoid. Yes. Um, so even just being aware and sitting with it and then feeling like you can name it is huge. And, and it's, it goes back to what you just said, um, how you talked about oh, that feels a little bit scary to do that. That is probably the number one reason why people don't do this. Don't do this is because they're afraid. They're afraid of what's going to come up. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even going to be able to handle what comes up or maybe it's going to be bad or maybe I have to, you know, it's scary to think, well, maybe I do have to face this thing that I've tried to avoid or that I've stuffed down because I haven't wanted to feel right. So it, it is, it's, yeah. it's scary. It feels a little bit scary. And so we, you know, we just want to encourage people just take the first step. You can just take, you can take this to baby steps. You don't have to dive into everything in one cannonball, right? Take the first baby step and just start, just start with the names, just start with learning the names, just start with watching other people in movies, right? Mm -hmm. Those things feel safer to us. They feel safer to us to be able to do that, but you're moving forward and right. you're going to start to grow off of that. And the thing that we always like to talk about is why would you want to do this work? Because I think when it comes to something scary and something that feels unsafe, you have to know, why would I even do this? What is the outcome going to be? Right. 
And, and I think that's one of the hardest things that we do is to try to uh, communicate to people that this will change your life in all of the best ways possible. Right. Um, it will get you unstuck from your business. It will get you moving forward. It will get you um, in, like there's not an area of your business that this doesn't affect, especially right. if you're a solopreneur, if you're a small business owner, because essentially you are your business when it's, when it's that. And so you are your own glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, it's, it's our mindset oh, yes. and, it's the, and it's the emotions behind that mindset mm -hmm. because behind every mindset, behind every thought is an, is an emotion. They, they, they go like this, you can't separate them. And so we just try to communicate to people, look, the feeling of freedom that you're going to get when you start working on this is going to blow your mind. Because if you've never had it, if you've never breathed oxygen, or if you've only been living off of 50% oxygen and you yes. get a big breath of fresh air, you're like, how did I survive so long without this? It's like there's freedom the on the other feeling. side, but you have to go through it to get to it, right? Like it's like, it is scary, but it's also like you can assure people on the other side, there's more benefits than we could even imagine. Yes. Um, I, I'm curious when you're talking about business and you're talking about entrepreneurs at the beginning, you said that entrepreneurs often have a low EQ and that's kind of helped them kind of, is it cause they're always hustling and like maybe proving their worth or like staying busy or is it some of that? And then, a lot, yes. Okay. A and lot of high achievers are high achievers because, well, and, and it goes both ways, right? A lot of high achievers are high achievers because they're overcompensating, they're running from something, or they're trying to prove that, no, this thing isn't right. They're trying to, to say, separate themselves from something yeah. that they just don't want to face. And a lot of times the reasons that we don't achieve are for the same things. It's because we're, uh, you know, afraid of six, afraid of success, right? Yeah. Afraid of achieving, afraid of being more, mm -hmm. um, all of those things. Or, or another, this is one of the reasons why, why, why I, why I was successful, whatever that means, right? That's because, I mean, I don't know that I've necessarily been successful or whatever. So however someone defines that, but the reason that I have achieved what I have achieved, much of what I have achieved in my life is because I've been a, uh, uh, addicted to people pleasing. And so a lot, I'm, I'm, I, I, Hey, I want to make Sue happy and I want to make Kathy happy. And I want to make complete strangers happy that I don't even, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I, I, it's, it's, it's been shocking on this journey, right? How many decisions that I have made in my life because I'm trying to get someone to like me and smile and make them happy. And it's, it's been, it's crazy. And so, and here's the thing too, I was going to say is like, we, you know, the human being, how God designed us, we are survivors. And so we are so, we, we are, we are functionally dysfunctional. So we don't even know because if you ask somebody, Hey, yeah, you know, how's your, how's your emotional health? You know, Oh man, I'm, I'm, I feel great today. Okay. But, you know, most people again are not even aware of the areas of, of, of how they are being limited in their life or where that anxiety shows up in their bodies. Because because anxiety plays out physiologically too. It's not just some, oh, it's just this warm, fuzzy, ethereal, nebulous stuff. No, it's this plays out. Well, as a yoga teacher, I saw that all the time and I'm trained to teach trauma-sensitive yoga. Mm -hmm. And so I taught for 
a year in a, a home where girls who had been sex trafficked came and did yoga with me. Wow. And our bodies, there's a book actually that's so good. A lot of my listeners know about it because they're in this field, but um, uh, Besser Vanderkolk wrote a book and it's, you know, the body, the body keeps, keeps the score. Yep. And it's why I suffer. So when I, oh, and we'll get into that later. But when I was younger, I got held up at gunpoint. And after that happened to me, I was completely like shut down. Like my whole body just like shut down. And so I am like all about like the body, mind, soul connection. Like it's huge. But what I think you're saying with the EQ is like, we don't even, we don't even know it. Like we're in pain, we're in chronic pain and we go to the doctor and we get a pill for the chronic pain, but the chronic pain is because we haven't dealt with the emotion. Yes. <laughs> it's just like a circle. Yep. So it's overwhelming, but I love that you guys are part of the solution because you're like, we found something. We found something that works, that helps. It's and so there's steps that you can do. Like, this is not something that you're born with. Like, oh, some people are good with it, good at this and some people aren't. You might have one of those quadrants that you're naturally better at. Noble's always been very good on the social side, uh, the relational side. Um, I've been better on the self-awareness side. But there's skills that you can learn. Like, you can learn all of it. So both of us have not only had to improve in the areas that we weren't naturally good at, but we've also improved significantly in the areas that we even were good at. They've gotten better. Oh, so I love that. yes, these are all things that can be, that can be learned. And to me, that's a good thing because, um, you're not just doomed, right? Oh, this is just who I am. This is just how I am. No, Let's move forward. Let's move through it. And God wants us free, right? God yes. wants us free. Yes. He does not want us to be in bondage. And this is, this is money. How many Christians are legit living and walking by faith and living at the level that God has called us to? Like, honestly, Not very right? Much. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, we why? We put limits on God and we put limits on ourselves. Yep. And so we think so small minded and he's so expansive and he's everywhere. And it's, we can't even wrap our heads around the freedom that he has for us. I remember the first time that somebody told me, um, you know, God's not offended by you. Hmm. And that was like, really? Cause I grew up Catholic and I was told that like, what I just did was so bad <laughs> that I was going to be in big trouble. Um, but I remember learning that and thinking, you know, he just loves me so much and he knows where I am and who I am, but he calls me into something new. And that's the, the reality. And in, in order to get to that new place, I need to be aware of all the things and I need to be willing to look at them. I think also in Christian circles, what we run up against is performance. So it's, I'm fine. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Everything's good. Right. And I think that's so not good for us. And that's part of great big. Yes. Is all about like, let's, say yes to something greater than that. Like, let's not just be like everyone that's just kind of moving along and acting like everyone. Stop playing small. No, no. Don't you love that Marianne Williamson quote that says, um, it's not our, dar our, uh, our darkness that frightens us, it's our light. Yeah. And yeah. we're afraid to shine. And, and who are we to think that we're worthy of it, right? Yeah. And to realize that he makes us worthy. It doesn't have to be of us. He's the one that makes us worthy because we're his. But it's and like the worthiness is like the starting point. 
It's like, if we get, if we all got that and we were like, okay, I'm worthy. And it's like, now look what's possible. Right. But yes. I think sometimes there's a tendency to be like, okay, I'm good because I'm worthy, but there's so much living to do. There's so much growing and there's so much learning and there's so much giving to do that. I'm like, sometimes I'm, I'm confused when people just kind of stop there and they're like, well, I think I'm, I'm good. It's like, well, don't you want to learn more? That's what, when I heard what you guys were doing, I was like, this is so good. So let me, I know we could talk for like 16 hours, but I want to make sure people know, like, how can they work with you? How can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so we are under EQ for entrepreneurs everywhere. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, our YouTube channel, whatever. We just kind of put our podcast up there, but that's also the name of our podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, go look for us, EQ for entrepreneurs. Um, episode one is kind of our story. And then we, you know, then we go from there. In fact, one of the things that we're developing that I just love to offer to your listeners is, and I'll have to explain this. We are creating a quiz for entrepreneurs. Um, to here's the thing what we have found is we cannot lead with emotional intelligence nobody knows that verbiage people don't know the language they don't know what it is and so they hear it and they're just kind of like eh, okay whatever and they just kind of drift away so we thought well let's just do something fun so we created a quiz called if your business was a taco what topping would be missing <laughs> right <laughs> and i'm going to explain the taco thing in just a minute because it's kind of funny but it's but it's it's a fun quiz and it walks through and it'll show you oh these are some areas that eq that my emotional intelligence is affecting my business and um, you can find that eqforentrepreneurs.com forward slash taco quiz. So it's really simple. Yes, it's, it's fun. And um, it'll kind of give you an intro to it. And there's a story. I got to tell you this just real quick. This is a total side note, but this is where the taco thing came from. So a couple years ago, Noble had to have a medical procedure done and they put him under anesthesia, right? When it was over, they call me back into the room because he was waking up and I go into the room and it's just him and a nurse and he's laying there totally like drugged up and he is giving the most epic motivational speech about tacos. <laughs> and it is the funniest thing. Like he is talking about, he's talking about tacos and taco salad. And he's like, you can tell a lot about the kind of a person by the kind of tacos that they eat. And he like, he's talking about Jesus. He's talking about, he's like inspiring the nurse. And so like any good wife, I pull out my phone and start recording it. <laughs> and uh, We put it on YouTube. If you want to search, just look for Noble's taco talk. I love so it. Ever since then, he's got people, people send him like taco pins and taco t-shirts <laughs> and taco socks and all this stuff. So we, we went with the taco quiz. Well, I love that because being in Austin, Texas, it's all about tacos. There's tacos everywhere. There's taco trucks. We have Torchy's tacos. Like everyone, it's taco, taco, taco. Like Who doesn't love Taco Tuesday, right? So. Yeah, everything's tacos. So awesome. Okay, well, so people are going to go there and, and look for the quiz. And then how do you, and you have a podcast. And then do you go and speak to groups? Do you work with people one-on-one? -on -one? Like how else do you kind of work with people? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so we have a membership. It's called the Entrepreneur's Growth Lab. And that is where we teach entrepreneurs how to not only grow their own emotional intelligence, but also how to put it into their business, how to grow themselves as a leader, how to run a dream team. If they've got a team that they're working with, um, how to wow their customers and wow their audience and make raving fans out of the ones that they already have. And, um, as, as well as how to operate a business 
with confidence because a lot of times, even how you operate kind of the back end of your business is limited by your emotions. If you have money issues, if you're right, all these things. So um, yeah, that's called the Entrepreneur's Growth Lab. We're opening it up at the end of July. And um, that's, that's how we do that. I love that. And you mentioned if you have a team, I'm sitting here thinking if you have a team, they're going to be really happy if you do this EQ work because you're going to be so much nicer, I guess, not nicer, but like better with your team, a better yes. manager, a better leader, like probably yes. a nicer human. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I don't want to let, I don't want to quit until, cause I didn't ask you my four questions. Did oh, you yes. think about, okay. I want to know a book that you love. Okay. For me, book that I love becoming myself by Stacey Eldridge. That's the only book I've read three I times. I have not read that one. So that's it's, going on the list. It's phenomenal. And for me, Changes That Heal by Dr. Henry Cloud. I love Henry Cloud. He's the boundaries guy. Yep. Yes. I did a boundaries book study and with my great big yes crew, and it was just so good. So Changes That Heal. Yep. Awesome. Okay. And what's a movie that you love? So the one that I'm going to mention is, I don't necessarily have an all-time favorite, so I want to mention the one that we've watched most recently. We just watched Just Mercy. Oh, it was it so good. Incredible. And it made me think of Micah 6, 8, right? What does the Lord require of us? He requires that we act, walk justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And I thought, isn't that a scripture for our times right now? Um, that right there. So good. On that note, have you also seen American Son? No, huh? So American Son, S-O-N, is Carrie Washington is a mother um, in the, it's a one room play from Broadway. It was a one room play that they made into a movie and she's in this one room and the one room is the waiting room at the police station. Cause she hasn't heard from her teenage son. Oh, wow. And it is riveting. Okay. It is riveting. My 18 year old and I watched it together. We were on the edge of our seat. It is so good, but it's perfect for understanding and kind of talking about kind of what the, the state that we're in right now with racism and Black Lives Matter. It's a really important movie that I think everybody should watch. It was so good. Um, no, okay. that's great. So, so it, just on that note, real quickly, I've done a few different interviews recently on my personal Facebook page, Noble Gibbons, N O B L E G I B B E N S, where I interviewed one of my uh, good friends from the military is a police chief, and so I wanted to get his perspective on everything that's going on. And then one of my other friends, uh, uh, home, she homeschooled her whole life. She's a cop in the Minneapolis area where everything mm. is very obviously hot and intense. And for five years, she's been a cop for five years. I interviewed her and, you know, on there and it's phenomenal. And then I also shared some, some personal stories. I've got a lot of friends of mine are black. I've got my, I've got family that's, that's African from Ghana. My brother-in-law's from Ghana. And so my niece and, and nephews are, are black and stuff. And so, tons of tons of friends that are black and and you know hispanic and anyway so i've been very and, and i i've been holding a weekly web conference for all races to come together and just talk and, and share and connect the next one is sunday night at 8 p.m eastern time uh, you know it's kind of the time frame that i've been doing these um and uh, folks can just reach out. And it's and, on your Facebook page? Yeah, yeah, Facebook page. Yep. And they can, you know, just personal know, profile. Yeah, personal page. And they can uh, just hit me up with the Zoom link or, or, or uh, even on our, on our EQ for Entrepreneurs, they can send that message too and I'll send them the Zoom link to, yep. to attend that. I but love my, it. my movie would be The Matrix. Um, 
and, and because for, for a couple reasons, one is the whole entrepreneurship thing. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is getting out of the matrix, but also getting emotionally healthy is also getting out of the matrix. But some people, because of the intention and work that it requires, prefer staying in the matrix of emotional dysfunction versus making the decision to get out of the matrix. Yep. So true. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, a good piece of advice you've received. Okay. The best piece of advice I ever received was from my dad. So when we were, before we were even engaged, um, I knew he was the one I was going to marry. And I had gone to my dad and I said, dad, how do I know if I marry this guy that he's not going to turn out to be a total dud? right? That he thought, I'm not going to like regret this decision. How do you know? And he said this one thing, he said, is he teachable? Is he teachable? Uh, because if somebody is willing to learn and willing to grow, then you don't have to worry. They'll, you can work through anything. Yeah. You'll, you'll know that they'll be willing to grow and to, to uh, change through anything. And I thought that right there. And, and I, uh, your number four question, I'm going to answer that too that who do I admire? Um, I admire my husband for that reason for well, two big things that I'll just say right now. Number one is because he's always learning always like he has an almost insatiable desire to learn and to learn new things. And then the second reason that I admire him is because of how he makes people feel. Um, he's one of those people that he makes people feel amazing. Like he, he makes people know that they're seen, that they're heard, that they're loved. And um, I think that's pretty incredible. So. Thank you, gorgeous. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. So the advice I'm going to share is just something that's, that's relevant to me right now. Emotionally healthy people help people heal emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as people are getting their healing and growing emotionally, the, one of the other many, many side benefits is they will also help heal those people around them that are in their circles and stuff just by their new freedoms and everything which is really cool and then who is someone i admire is children i i i love children and just their you know their 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 curiosity and and their love of life and their zealousness and just all the amazing qualities of children i love that you made me think of a quote that we used to say um, in holy yoga is um, it was get free, stay free, set free. Mm -hmm. So like if you're someone who's free, you, your ultimate goal is to also help other people and encourage other people to be free. I love that. That's, awesome. like that's what you guys are up to. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for coming on and being my guest. It's been so awesome to meet you. Thanks for having us. Thank Sue. you, Super Sue. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. And I wish, I, I know this is audio for the audience, but if they could just see video, it's a very happy scene. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's been fun to have both of you on. I love that you're working together and growing together and teaching together and all of it. So good. Yeah. Congratulations on 24 years. It's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Sue. Yeah. So fun.